Here's what's coming up today on the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Walking upstairs, and we thought initially, we thought it was robbers, you know, because they didn't live in the best neighborhood. It was a, an older neighborhood in the city. So we thought people were just upstairs. <laughs> and you didn't just, like, bolt either no, way? No, no, we were stupid-ass stupid kids. But um, <laughs> I was... like a... Welcome once again, everybody, to another episode of the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is a paranormal episode. We have Christina here with us today. And our buddy, Dennis Miller, he's going to join us today. He's a regular on the podcast. He's going to talk a couple of uh, stories he had. I know that Christina and I have spoken in the past already about some of the stories that really impacted us, either growing up or when we had them together. Dennis is going to share some of those as well. First, though, we're going to share a story that I received from one of the members of the Paranormal Facebook pages that there are dozens of them. I'm a subscriber to quite a few. So I'm going to read one of those today that I got a story from and start there. And uh, this woman's name is Carol Stallman. And Carol's actually from Essex, England. Cheerio, across man. the Atlantic, right? That's amazing. It's always neat when you think but there are people that far away who are actually listening to what you do and enjoy what you do. That whole country is haunted. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there should be the, plenty I mean, yeah. of, of material That's there. That's so old. <laughs> that is for sure. So I'm going to start with her and we'll talk about her story and then we'll dig into Dennis. So Carol says, when I was nine, we moved from Harlow to Scotland, a place called Clooney Place, Glenrother's Fire. We hated the house. So my dad came back down south to look for work in another house and left my mom, I love how they, she writes this, left my mom and me and my siblings there while he searched. He was gone all week. He would come home on the weekends. One evening, my mom and brother were watching TV, and after it finished, my mom and brother were in the kitchen and something brushed past him. So he was thinking it was me and started shouting. When my mom asked, he told her what he thought I had done. She replied, it couldn't have been Carol. She had already gone to bed. Two nights after, we were in bed, and my mom woke to see a white figure holding a baby. She thought it was me holding a doll. She said, Carol, go to bed, to which it disappeared. And when my mom talked to neighbors about what had happened, she was told that we were the longest people staying in that house and that no one had ever stayed there long. We were there a year, and apparently our estate was built on a graveyard. The headstones were removed, but not the bodies. That's poltergeist. (laughs) So that's from Carol Stallman. Thank you, Carol, first off. So we have here a poltergeist example, right? Where they, they just remove the headstones, they don't remove the bodies, they build over a graveyard. I know, you, Christina, you've brought this up in the past, I think it was you, saying, you know, how haunted are graveyards or how yeah. haunted do you think graveyards I would be think they are very much you don't die in the graveyard right you typically die somewhere else do you think your essence your soul yeah i don't think you stays follow- with the body or you think it stays with where i think it stays in the place you died so you think it just escapes you there and that's mm-hmm. where it kind of filters out yeah and that, that's where it For roams fact i almost can tell you that because every time i've been in the room where somebody's died i felt the energy change so i know that's where they leave from yeah what about you dennis what do you think um, I don't know, because I really, number one, I guess I've never really thought about it. And number two, I've never experienced uh, that. So I can't really speak to that. You ever go in a graveyard at night? You ever walk through one? Hmm. Ghost hunt? Maybe when I was really young, but not, that's a long time ago. So I, I don't think so. I I've never have, found I don't graveyards really, to I don't be. really have that 
I never found them to be scary. I found graveyards to be fascinating. You know, no, they I, are. Yeah, like what? Who might be in there? Or you know, whatever. I love just going and reading the headstones, seeing how you know how old these people were, seeing how long, how far back it was, how long, old the headstone itself is. Yeah, it's kind is. of wonderment. You know, yeah. it's kind of like what? Or it, like what wow, what Bonaventure in uh, Savannah? Like that's where people went to hang out. Well, yeah, that was we we took a tour in Savannah. We took a tour of the Bonaventure Cemetery, and we had uh, you know our little segues. Mm-hmm. And the tour guide he had mentioned that the stench from the city was so bad at that point that people uh, on Sundays on the weekends they would go out of the city to have picnic just to be away from the stench, picnic the smell, with their dead loved ones. The plots themselves they were very big actually, and they they actually gave you space. And some of them still had benches and things like that where people would go and they would sit on the benches and they would have barbecue and they would be right there next to their ancestral plots. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to see. I don't know if you've ever been to Bonaventure Cemetery. I have not. You should go. It's, it's, awesome. it's an awesome tour because, again, you just see the history of the city and, and mm-hmm. you see some of these beautiful headstones, enormous headstones of these people who have long been gone and, you know, I'm amazed there's still... There's there's, famous people in there, too. There are some definitely some famous Savannites who are buried there, but they're still selling plots. They're still selling family plots at that place. Yeah. I want to get... I think we should. Right? I think we should. Why not? Why not? I'll be buried there. They're actually not that expensive for like a plot of four for me and my my family. Plot of four, please. Lieb. (laughs) That's something you don't think about, though. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've thought about it. But, you know, you think to yourself, especially with us, we lived... I lived the first 40 years in, in Ohio. We did talk about this. You know, what do you do now? You know, yeah, I live, where do you I live get, where in, do I live you in Northeast, Northeast Florida now. All of my family's in Ohio, all of them, other than these four people in this room um, or in the house. Mm-hmm. What do we do? do? Do I have my body shipped back to Ohio? Do I just find a place to bury myself here? No one's going to come and see me here. You know, if I have mm-hmm. descendants or what have you, unless they stay in Florida, they're not going to come and see me here. Yeah. And then that leads you to think, because my, my grandparents and my, a lot of my ancestors are buried in Ohio, I've never gone to their grave, honestly. Right. So what, what do you think? Have you ever thought about anything like that? Um, yeah, but I, I guess I come from the different side of the coin. I, I just don't care. As I'm with far you. As I don't care what happens to me when I'm gone. I want to be cremated. I do know that I don't want to be buried under the earth. You don't want to be a tree? Nope. <laughs> I would like to do that. They they take your body and they and they essentially off of you. Yeah. So you feed the tree. Well, that would be fine. I've yeah, never right? heard that, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. They're that's called fine. pods. You're, yeah, you're essentially a pod, and and the, you feed the tree, and then they grow rapidly. Yeah. So well, you would cool. make a forest, a, yeah. a, savior, a well, cemetery uh, would essentially what, yeah. be a forest. Yeah, I never, I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah that's for, fine. Forest that's, of that'd souls. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it would be a, a little bit maybe based on what my kids wanted, you mm-hmm. know, because if they're going to be the ones that visit me or not. Yeah. It, you know, it's more important to them than my dead ass. I would rather visit a tree, to be honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would. I'd rather visit a forest. But you'd have to talk somebody into like coming back and carving some stuff in the tree. You know, later when it grows, because yeah. then you could be like, like "Hey, this lies. is kind of my headstone." It doesn't seem nearly thing. as morbid to go and hang out at a tree. It doesn't. Then it does no, you to could, go hang out. You at could, a, I mean, at a I'm not being trying to be funny or anything, but you could climb it. You know, if you're a kid, you could climb the tree or. Hang, have a picnic under the tree, whatever, you know. Yeah, let's go picnic with Grandpa. Put a swing <laughs> on the tree. Yeah, Aww. absolutely. I, I just think that gives something back. I think when you it just does. when you just continuously bury, yeah. you get to a point where there's been a lot of people on the earth who have been living. If we 
bury every one of them in their own little plot, in their own little space. Well, now you have to have, there's so many rules now to bury people. So it's like, there really has to be, there's like the vault Mm -hmm. and then they're in a casket. So like that space is like, when in reality, they probably should just drop you straight down, standing up, and four or five or six to a to an actual plot space. There are six people pl- you know, buried in that spot just mm. for space. We're going to get right. to that point where we just don't have that space anymore. You can't dig in St. Augustine without uncovering a body. Yeah, they always You do. can't dig in Savannah without uncovering a body. Every time they do anything, there was just down the what, next to a1a there there mm-hmm. was next they were doing some bones. some work on a, a road or a sewer line or whatever a sewer. and they pulled up bones yeah that's nuts you, you can't do anything i'm with you i would just yeah. you don't i don't need some physical representation of myself in the ground yeah you can if you want to make my ashes into a crystal sculptures where you they mix your ashes in with the sure with the crystal itself or you want to make me a tree that's yeah. fine that's cool well also and this is a, just a different viewpoint of it, but think about the fact that our grandparents, for instance, they, they didn't have tons of pictures. Maybe they did, but they didn't have social media. Yeah, social no. media. Our lives are pretty much documented. Anything that our mm-hmm. that anybody would ever want to know about us or don't want to know about us is is going to be archived. That's true. You, you had know? one picture back in the day. Yeah. You had the picture when you died. Right. You had yeah. your death picture. And they taped your eyes open so you looked alive. So as, so as history goes on, I mean, there's video footage. There's, you know, it's like, oh, my great grandpa Pete, check him out, man. He was in this band, and here's video footage That's of him. That's so weird to think about. He was a, yeah. he did this, and I've got it's all right That's here. True. It's documented. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I, my weird brain just thought of that. So mm-hmm. it's a little different history uh, reference for the future than it has been. It's it's absolutely the access to electronic media. But then that also poses the problem that there is no physical media there. There's no physical picture. You know, I think we need to be somewhere in between because when I was a kid, you had physical pictures yeah. and you could, you know, you could flip through a book and you would see the physical and you could put your fingers on them. Mm-hmm. You can't do that now. They're on a disc or they're on, on the web somewhere. Those things don't really exist. Yeah. FYI, That's true. That's... those pictures don't really exist. They're in the web somewhere yeah. and it takes that and they're gone. Yeah. And all of your history is gone. Sure. It doesn't take anything. One guy who's pissed off at you, who knows how to work his way around a keyboard, could erase you completely, and then you're gone. Or the grid goes down, and there's none of that left. Just of each other. (laughs) Now we're back to the old days where we're we're sitting for a painting. Yeah. (laughs) We're getting an artist to do the the work. That'll be big business like in 100 years. Oh, you want to pull up all the archives off of your great-grandpa Pete's life? Well, we've got it. Yeah. It's just on Jupiter, you know. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, where are we storing that stuff? We're going to beam him back, that uh, type of thing. I mean, I but, don't know what the web space is, but the amount of data oh gosh. flying up into space right now, yep. it's, it's got to be giving us brain cancer. It's got to be doing something to us. It's irradiating <laughs> us in some way and killing us just so that we can have stupid-ass YouTube videos that are in the web somewhere. Yep. You or know, memes. about how your cat banging on a piano something silly come on that's funny it's funny <laughs> it is but it's right i mean it's like <laughs> we don't run in a cloud space yeah Good i just think Lord. there needs to be some I, I would like to have some kind of medium there happy medium where yeah i some like people still print out their pictures my sister does we oh do oh my god jamie does she prints pictures all the time of off of what from her a memory card straight from her phone you, yeah you can you yeah. can send them straight to walgreens yeah or, and that's what she does um there's and photo uh, shutterfly shutterfly there kim you go. will have kim has books made for her kids hmm. 
Yeah, my daughter does that. Absolutely. Because that's a relatively new... I mean, not, not Shutterfly. Not having physical pictures is yeah. still relatively new. When we were... When our kids were young, oh, I we had physical yeah. pictures all over the place. Oh, man, my... we got photo albums yeah. galore. Hundreds I mean. and hundreds. There's yeah. like a dozen pictures of me at that age. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'm same here. A dozen of them. I have even less than my brother and sister. Yeah. I'm seeing these pictures and like, I don't remember any of that. They gave up. My sister's baby book is all filled out. It's like... To like kindergarten. My brother's is like filled out mm, halfway. My baby book has my name and that's it. They wrote my name. Well, the, the name and the day I was born, you know, time and all that. That's it. You are a physical representation of that commercial where they're talking about the first child. <laughs> it's and true. She's going through the, the, the nanny's resume and she's like, oh, yeah, you have 10 years of experience. Oh, but you don't have your doctorate, you know. And then the second one was just a fifteen-year-old girl, and she just tosses the baby. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty much. Yeah. You're the third child, which they don't even have the babysitter. Right? <laughs> they just no, leave you there and make your did. make your Older sister siblings watch you. Watch you. Who decide? You know, they that's don't fabulous. want to do that, and they jet out, and now you're sitting alone at home eating a peanut butter and jelly. I love that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> anyway, so I think that's it's interesting. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I just don't know that I think cemeteries are all that haunted. I've never been in one where I thought, wow, that place is haunted. And we had some old-ass cemeteries that we I used to walk around I kind of felt that way at Green Lawn sometimes. Because uh-huh. we'd go there quite a bit, especially when they were... I was trying to figure out when they were putting my grandmother's grave in. But um, walking around sometimes, I would get, like, physically ill. I don't know if it was from, like, actual physical exertion or just sometimes it was just... You're, feel... you're like connected, I think. Maybe yeah, when you walk. I do. I get. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, different people have different. I hate know. it. It's always what happens. There are to definite, me. There are definite yeah. different uh, environmental sensitivities. For yeah. sure. Some people are just more environmentally sensitive. Well, maybe that's the case. I don't know. That's how I got it that when we went to St. Augustine. I got physically ill in that, you one, did. In that one room. That's right. I, was like, I, d- I definitely what felt is something in the room. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard that story. Yep. I definitely felt something in there, but I did not, neither Lauren or I yeah. reacted the way you did. I know. It was definitely different, much more violent. Maybe you're just more connected yeah. somehow. Lucky me. Right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, Dennis, yes. let's get to the meat of the argument here. Mm-hmm. Dennis told me before the show that, in essence, he believes me 100%. We've had a long-running discussion regarding <laughs> the spirit box, the Alja, the Ouija, and I have long, I have contended since the start that it is the portal to hell. It is uh, Hasbro, actually, Hasbro's way of opening a portal to hell. I saw a great meme, oh, I think it was yesterday, where it says you have to be 21 years old to drink, but the mm-hmm. recommended age on a Ouija board is eight years old. So you got to be 21 years old to drink, but you only have to be eight years old to summon demons. That's right. <laughs> so, and I agree a thousand percent. I cannot get Lauren or Christina mm-hmm. on board with that. For some reason, they think, if you just play with it right, it'll be fine. Everything will be yeah. great. I have played with it. Well, but I've read never multiple, even played with But one. I've read multiple stories now. I've had more than one story from listeners who have told us their bad experiences with Ouija boards. More yeah. than one. It's not like I just had one random one. I know. There's and, lots of stories. And so Dennis is going to tell us his Ouija. I will tell you. That I tell hope me. This story um, happened 1987. I hope I can remember exactly. I've told it quite Ronald a few Reagan times. Ronald Reagan was still president. He was. I was 10. Good for you. Berlin Wall was still intact. That's right. I hope I can tell this so it makes sense, just audio, because I'm sure when I tell this story, I, I have to kind of point and use my hands a little bit. 
So anyway, we were at my mother's house, and it was middle of summer. Mm-hmm. My friend Rob was working at a gas station, probably about five miles from my mother's house. And we used to hang out at this gas station and hang out with Rob when he was working because it was just like... That's what kids do. Yeah, it was yeah. just stupid. Kids but, hang know, out. So we'd drive up there and see Rob. So anyway, we were up at my house, and it was this guy named Mark, guy named Mike... Uh, Mark kind of lived with me at the time. Mike was a friend. We were all in a band together. Jerry from Don't Call Me Shirley. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Jerry was there. And Jerry's cousin, or maybe two cousins from Michigan. So you can verify that this, from Jerry, hopefully he'll remember if you, t- if you see him. But So there was five or six of us at my house. Rob's at the gas station, which is a kind of an important part of it. So anyway, we decided we wanted to do the Ouija. And what we did, because we didn't have an actual board, is on my uh, kitchen table, we uh, took index cards or something and drew out letters and numbers. And I think we just used a something glass, put something under it, like a washcloth or something, and we're, you know, manipulated something to make it work. So Homemade Ouija. Yeah, right. it was. (laughs) That was definitely not blessed. It was Ouija by Acme. (laughs) Anyhow, we got to... We asked it a you know myriad of questions, whatever, and then um, we got to the point where we started asking it if there was a spirit, and it it said yes, and I, I believe we asked it if if it lived at my house at my mom's house, and it said yes, and someone asked if it was my angel, and it said yes, and someone said, "What's your name?" and it said P W. My mother's side, her maiden name is Weinert. So the W, that's the only part of it I could piece together. I didn't put this together at the time, but afterwards. But here's the part of the story that's kind of crazy. So we were, we finished up. Nothing major happened with anyone. We, we, We talked about it and did our thing. So Mike, as I told you, Mike had his own car. Jerry was in a car with his cousin or two. Me and Mark lived at my mom's house and Rob's at the gas station. Mike takes off to go home. Jerry takes his cousins to go home. Me and Mark were going to stay home. Nobody had any plans different. Okay. Next thing we know, five or maybe ten minutes later, me and Mark are like, let's go see Rob. So we get in the car. We drive to the gas station. Mike's at the gas station. Jerry's at the gas station with his cousin, and me and Mark pull up to the gas station. So we're talking with Rob, and we're like, yeah, man, we're playing Ouija board at the house, da-da-da-da-da. And Rob says, man, it was so weird. About 20 minutes ago, I felt like totally emotional, and I almost started crying. Everyone said the same thing happened to them. Same emotion. No one talked about it. They were like, yeah, man, that was really nuts. So that's my whole... That's weird. That's my Ouija story. So do you think that... Or Ouija, I'm probably not saying right. Do you think that you were... That since Rob was somehow affected, even though he wasn't there when you were doing it, that you were all drawn to the same place to be together at the same same Mm -hmm. time because of that? Your guess is as good as mine at that, but I just... It was a series of weird coincidence at... You know, it was a common place that all of us... Right. You hung out there anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's not like it's a 
quarter mile. It's it's Loretto Road all the way over. I know you guys probably don't know what that is, but it's it's five miles yeah. away. But we all ended up at the same place and talked about that emotional thing happening to us. It was That's weird. really strange. So you all felt that way while you were together in the house, but none of you actually mentioned it. Nobody mentioned it. Until yeah. Rob manned up and said. Until Rob actually manned up and, and mentioned his feelings. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. You got to be kidding me. And everybody said the same thing. Was it a fear feeling or was it just in a, uh, a depression? Or no. Just... It was just like. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just like you were overcome with something was, mm-hmm. and it just made you want to like well up in tears. Not like you wanted to, you were sorrowful or anything. It was just like emotional, and it was gone. Wow! As, as far as as used far as his energy, as far as I could remember, it was just maybe five seconds, ten seconds, but it was definitely not something that I was going to bring up and feel like an idiot and you know we go to this gas station and rob's like man i just really felt you know filled with emotion or something for it's weird well the the one thing about that whole story that wasn't weird is that a bunch of guys together would not share their feelings with each other that's definitely yeah (laughs) a bunch of teenage boys who are sitting together in a room who all experienced the same feeling and felt the same way did not share it. Yeah. Did not that's, say that's I had. True. Hey, by the way, man. But I really felt emotional that? just now. Jerry's cousin was a female. Just a. Oh, okay. I did. I did not mention that. You, oh, you might have. I might have. No, I don't think I, I did. I did. Okay. I didn't. Was the cousin around a lot? Like, were you no, guys sh- like a pack all the time? No, the cousin was here from Michigan. Okay, and she felt the same way too. As far as I remember, yeah, I think so. So other than that, it was not a negative experience. It was just something that. And you haven't had anything else like that since? Did you ever play with it any other time? Actually, you didn't even play with one then. You actually yeah, just made one. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just no, I fashioned your own. I don't think I don't think I've messed around with. It. I'm not really too too into it. I don't think it's a toy. No, I agree. And uh, but they, uh, you know, who the, the fuck was the person at the board table who said? Yeah, here's the idea, kids. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put this thing on the... Yeah. You know, yeah, this is something old witches used to use, but it's harmless. Can Just I, say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you I have to say goodbye. I do want to add one other thing. This is not the same story, but this is in the same couple years. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were, were dating at the time, and she lived at her parents, and I lived with my mom. And I used to sleep in this room on the couch and there was a TV in there and I used to watch MTV all night until it crashed. So one night about three o'clock in the morning. Oh, three o'clock. I was laying on the couch. I woke up and something was holding me down. I could not get up. This was way more frightening. So I called my now wife, my girlfriend at the time. And she's like, Oh my God, just happened to me too. Same night. Wow. What were you guys doing before? Did you had a date before? Did you go somewhere? No, it was a school night. I mean, I'm sure she was over. She came over every night after she worked. She used to come to my house. We'd hang out. She'd go home. and mm-hmm. So she came to your house? Yeah. She's old, the she same was place that said there a was a spirit that lived there? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But we're, we were seven or eight miles apart from her house to my house. It's, so was it, was it, okay, so let me ask you this. So was it a feeling that you actually, did you actually feel... Like there were hands on you, or did you just feel like your your body could not move? Like it was like a night terror where you wake up. You ever have one of those sleep paralysis where you wake up and 
you were so afraid in your dream that it takes you a while to kind of your muscles to loosen and, and allow you to move again? No, it did not feel like that. But um, I did not feel like physical fingers or anything mm-hmm. physical, but it was like a force just holding me down. And that one scared me. I w- it was fearful. Did yeah. you have a dream first? Did you wake up out of it? Did you see anything? Not that, not that I remember. I just know that I woke up and I couldn't get up. I was like paralyzed, but there was force. It wasn't right. like I just can't move my arms or my legs. It was like I was being held down. But not like I could feel a hand here or a hand on my shoulders or anything. Nothing yeah. like that. Did just your wife say that? She just said thing. it the same thing? Same wasn't thing. Hands or anything? No. Nope. I wonder if that's some sort of astral projection type thing. I don't know. When you get so close with somebody and so connected. I mean, if you're like together with them all the time and stuff. Like Lauren, how she can like be other places when she's not. We used to have that problem with our daughter where... And we we mentioned this in a previous podcast. Anybody who's listened to our podcast, we're gonna we are going to repeat I've stories to a lot here of them. and there. Maybe I, maybe I haven't heard this. One. She used to when she was a child. She has such a force of personality, such a force of energy. It's energy. I mean, she is just. It's, she really is. She's just powerful in there. As as odd as that sounds, I would bet my life when I when when she was a child. I would wake up from a dead sleep. I'd be in the middle of the night. I'd wake up, and she'd be at the at the bed. She'd be at my bed. I mm-hmm. knew it. You can feel when your children are in the room. Yeah, you can yeah, feel right. when they're at your bed. She's at my bed, and I would wake up, and I'd say, what do you want, Lauren? And I'd look, and she wasn't at my bed. And then and she... We didn't sleep together because he was a big... He had had his nose surgery, and he was a huge snorer, so I used to sleep downstairs on the couch. And um, same night, every time, I'd be like... And I'd do the same thing. I'm Lauren, what do you want? And I'd open my eyes and she wasn't there. So I'd run upstairs and I'd check to make sure she was in her bed and she was always asleep. And then in the morning... Yeah, because she's the more superstitious of the two. She thinks if I felt her in the room, she must be dead. Right. You know, so, I, I never well, thought she that. she has that heart condition. So I like always right, immediately right. wanted to go check because I was like, oh my God, she's if I feel her in the room, I think she's gone. So Right. But she could do that. It, it happened more than once. Lot. It was not just that one time. It, it was right. uh, it was a lot. A it, lot happened. A lot there for she would be asleep a year for a while. Yeah, she would be asleep, and she had Four such times a week. She just had so much force. Wow. And it was on. It, I that's all I could say. Was, it and it and I asked her when what she was like what seven or eight. I said, do you have dreams at night? She's like, yeah. And I said, well, what are you dreaming at night? And she goes, oh, um, and just like real casually, she's like, well, they're not really my dreams. I'm like. What do you mean they're not your dreams? She goes, well, I'm actually a boy and I live, I, I don't know, but they speak in a weird accent. And she's like, you know, when dad does that weird accent, I'm like, so like Australian? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I think I'm a boy and I live in Australia. Full disclosure, my Australian accent is also my English accent. It's also my French <laughs> yeah, accent. But, I am not great at accents. But Me yeah, neither. but so it was weird. I was like, and she's like, so when I go to sleep, I'm him. But when I am wake up, I'm me. And I'm like, okay. What do you do with that? What do you do like, with that statement? What do you do with that statement? Yeah, like, is she living somebody else's life when she goes to sleep? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there has been, there's been definite evidence where people, at least a hypothesis where people have said that while you're sleeping here, you may be living some somewhere else. You may be sharing somebody else's consciousness somewhere else. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty interesting to think that you may have that... Or, you know, there's even people talking about how there's just so many different dimensions and you could be living in multiple dimensions at the same time. You know, just they're not even on this. They're just not on the same wavelength. How awesome would that be, right? 
There could be... I wish I could do that. There could be a hundred of you. Just different dimensions, different wavelengths, just outside of what you can visually see or can visually feel. Hundreds of you living different lives. Kind of scary a little bit, too. Probably hopes he's a rock star. What are they doing? I'm sure you are in one of them. Right? No, just in my own brain and shower. And one of them you live under a bridge. One of them you're a rock star. One of them you're, you know, what 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 we're at now, somewhere in between. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, Dennis, do you agree or disagree with the assertion that I've made earlier that the Ouija board is a portal to hell? I'm going well, to tee you up on that. Well, yeah, that's that's a fair question. Well, <laughs> do you, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to sound like a waffling fence sitter or something. But I got plenty of syrup. Okay. Do I think a lot of good can come out of it? No. But do I think it's a portal to hell? I don't know because I don't know that I believe in hell as a physical construct yeah as something that actually exists yeah i yeah i don't i don't know christina made a a very good point i'm not sold on that item well it's either christina or lauren who made a very good point in one of the previous podcasts that maybe it's not a portal to hell but a portal to one of those different dimensions that we had just uh just talked about you know that it is a portal to maybe you're talking to yourself in a different headspace, in a different yeah. time, in a different dimension. Right. In which case, it suddenly became really, really cool. So if somebody could prove to me then that this Ouija board, this portal, was actually a portal to myself or to another dimension or to something else that I could reach out and touch and communicate with, mm-hmm. that might be acceptable. But nobody can prove that to me, so it is not acceptable. What if I could prove it to you? I just said, if you could prove it to me, well, that I would take it. But you can't. But because you won't me, allow me to have a Ouija board Fuck, in the no, house. No, you're not going to do that in my house. You're crazy. But do that in somebody else's house. Haunt their house for the rest of the At the same eternity. time, millions of people sit in churches, and you can't prove that to them either. No, no. You're right. So, but no. That's fine. You can believe what you want to believe. No, absolutely. I, I, it's like I, I believe that. I, I believe that I don't want that in my house. Okay, so the, off of the Ouija board topic then, was there anything else, Dennis, because both of those situations happened in your home, mm-hmm. was there anything else that happened in your home at any time in your life that you also thought was kind of paranormal in nature? Or was there anything else anywhere else? Were there the only two situations you've ever had? Not that, not that I can think of right now, but nothing, nothing, nothing in my current home that I remember. I don't think so. So you've never seen anything really, never seen... An apparition or any heard noises no. or people talking to you, things like that. Probably heard noises, but I think as adults, I think we pass things off. Yes. You know, because you know the imaginary friend thing with kids, where they don't, they're not real to us because we can't necessarily see them, but maybe they can because they haven't gotten to the point where well, that that's it's not whole... there because mommy and daddy says it's not there, but it's really right there. You know, yeah. we don't know. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. But anyway, that was just the kids one. being able to see shit that. Yeah, I've never, I've never. My my oldest brother had an imaginary friend. I never did. When did he have this imaginary friend? When he was young, uh, before I was born. In the house that your mom lived in. No, different. It would have been a different house. Different house. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that house. <laughs> just wondering. No, no, that would be that would be a great tie-in, but no, it's not the case. Do you watch uh, Netflix a lot? Yeah, The Haunting of Hill House. I haven't seen that. You should watch The Haunting of Hill House, and I only say that because. Well, one, because it's amazing. It's amazingly shot. It's an incredible... Is it a series? It's a or series. A it's series? like a nine-episode series, but it's nine one-hour episodes. Text it to me so I remember because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man, it's incredible because 
they do such a great job there as a family and they go and live in this house and then you know the, just what transpires to them after but at least one episode i think there's four kids and mm-hmm. two parents one episode focuses on every one of them but their lives intersect so much so that you see the same scenarios yeah. from a different point of view wow. and so um it's it's just fascinating and so you see this little boy and i say that because of this imaginary friend mm-hmm. and you know this you know this boy's having his interaction with his imaginary friend in their treehouse and the one kid is telling the story to the father and the father's like you saw a ghost and she's like what do you mean he's like when do we have time to build a treehouse we didn't build a treehouse you were talking to a ghost in a different place and they were making you see a treehouse it was just like wow that you know because they probably tied it all back in later in the series when the father when when they finally got to the father because he'd been distant and gone Mm -hmm. for years and years and years and they finally got to them and the son who'd been writing the book he wrote a book He's like, I never saw a ghost. There was no ghost in that house. He goes, you mentioned a ghost right there on that page. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, when did I hire a clockmaker? You walked past this guy. He was working on a clock. I never hired a clockmaker. You brought him in your book. <laughs> it was awesome. I'll check it out. But it was just neat because, you know, talking about just you seeing things that you just, you accept it. You know, he yeah. accepted that there was this clockmaker, this clock repairman in the house as he walked past as a kid. And his brother had this imaginary friend you know, they're in a treehouse that doesn't actually exist. And as adults, something closes off in your brain. You no longer see those things because you know, A, it's not acceptable to see it, or B, somebody told you it doesn't really exist. It's just you being crazy. And so you're like, oh, okay, it doesn't it doesn't exist. Right. I'm good. Yeah. Whereas a kid, you, you haven't had that socialization yet, and you just see it. Yeah. Whatever it is, you no, see it. Yeah. I know Lauren and I have had conversations all the time about just ghost children and you know mm-hmm. how scary a ghost child is ghost children are scary super scary i mean it, it makes i think it would make life more interesting if it was you know we could see if i mean i don't i can't speak for everybody but for me i mean i would love it if my brother would pay me a visit sure. that'd be awesome man i mean who wouldn't want uh, you so know? nothing happened to you after he passed you no man i wish of... his wife had some very vivid dreams mm-hmm but we've talked about it. I've never had anything. Unfortunately, I wish. I know she did when both of her grandmothers passed. She had experiences and so did my brother both. and we didn't I didn't even know that until a year later that we had something happen on the same the, the night she passed. His widow was able to um he was able to explain like cuz he went out, he was out for 2 weeks. He had brain surgery, he had a stroke mm-hmm. and was in the hospital for 2 weeks and you know, she was, we were all like, why, why, why? But he came to her in a dream. I don't remember exactly everything he said because we just talked about it and I just don't remember. But he was like, you know, he could, he, he explained some things apparently in the dream and mm-hmm. it gave her some comfort. So that was, that's kind of cool. I would like to think that I have that ability when it, it all comes down. If, if something was, was to happen to me, that mm-hmm. I would have the ability to come back and make some form of contact to you, even if just for a brief second, mm-hmm. to you know, to kind of close the ends, especially if it happens suddenly and we're not in the same place and I get, like I said, I get hit by a car or something like that and there is no closure for us. I mean, that would be incredibly impactful for me or something I would really hope that I have the ability to do. Yeah. And I'll tell you, say it to you now, if, if there's any possible way, I will. And you know, Same. and you know that, I and mean, you know that that's well, my own force of will. Definitely knew that, yeah. right? Own so that's going to happen if it yeah. happens. Um, <laughs> His own force of will. That's right. But because I, I just think you know that's the biggest thing. A lot of times when you lose someone is 
Yeah. It was unexpected. It happened suddenly. And that's just it. And how do you mentally come o- overcome that? You know, how do you mentally overcome the fact that they're just not here anymore? Mm-hmm. It's just gone. Yeah. And and you don't have that moment of, you know, where you get to hold hands and say your goodbyes or uh, it sometimes it happens and that's great when it does, but other times it just it's just gone. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. We never you just never know. Absolutely not. I know you said earlier you fe- you don't fear the unknown and you don't so you just don't worry about it too much. Mm-mm. I don't fear the unknown. I fear time. I honestly do. I fear time. I fear how fast time moves. And I fear that I only have that much time. And that time is just constantly getting shorter and shorter. That's what, I mean, it gives me, it gives me panic attacks every now and then. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not losing my mind, but I'll have a little tightness in my chest every now and then thinking this is my, you know, it's just constantly moving. It never stays static. It's always going, getting smaller, smaller, but smaller. But that's you, you know. That's you. That's your makeup. That's right. the way you are. I mean, and, that's and the so way that you pushes build. me and pushes me and pushes me and pushes me. And she's like, well, "Why don't you take a break? Why don't you sit down?" Because that's happening. It drives me <laughs> the, the, crazy. Uh, but I can't yeah. get it out of my brain. It's something I cannot let go. Uh, I do not have the ability to say, "Eh." But I don't know. <laughs> when if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, nurture or nature with you because your mom's like that too. It might be. It might. It might be a, a something that my wife's off. totally like that. Go, 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 yep. go. She's got two speeds, and it's sleep and go <laughs> full speed ahead, man. I, I love it. I, I love that. I like the sit on the couch speed. Can, you, can we just sit on the couch? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'm better at that than I should be. I'm I love an that idea. Level. I don't know. I I think we've already had that discussion about whether or not if there was something more, or something different, or something else. But yeah. I, I just. That's what drives me is just that 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 thing is always getting shorter, and I can and I just picture it in my brain, and I can't mm-hmm. let it go. The way it's wired, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about and it. And there's nothing that makes me more aggravated than when you say there's nothing you can do about it. But, <laughs> but the cool, <laughs> just the, the cool thing for you, Pete, and about you is that you do something about it. I try, I I, I try. It's important to you, so you do stuff about it. So that's right. That's cool. You, because you, because there's there are two options. You should well, be happy. There are with two that. options with me. I could sit in a corner in a ball mm-hmm. and and fret about it, or I can get the hell up and go out and do something about it. Yeah. But also, the tension between us for a long time was that you wanted me to feel the same way, and you were always thank God you've stopped. But yeah, you were always trying to make me go at your speed. You're a, you're not alone though. Don't feel like you're exclusive <laughs> in that. Trust, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. And it was, it drive me nuts. But now that we've gotten older, he's kind of given me well, a little no, bit. Well, no, now it's just because I've, I have substituted you for Lauren. That's true. So, it's tr- I've lost I mean, my seriously. place. Yeah. It's true. So now whenever I want to go somewhere, I want to do something, she comes with me. Right. Because she is up and ready for it. Yeah. And whatever it is, well, yeah, she's up for it. She's cool. ready for it. She's yeah. go, go, go. And so now too. she's at an age where we're, um, we have gotten much more of a relationship rather than just father daughter. Right. Yeah. You know, you guys we, are, we we kind of we just chums. like hanging out. We're, yeah. we're you know as close as that you get to that because you're always father daughter. Yeah. As close as you get to being friends. Yeah. We're we're there. So when I want to go someplace, I take her because I know she'll go with me. Uh, we don't need to ha- ask and her happily, anymore. Yes. Right? And w- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she just likes spending time with me. We have great conversations, and and I have that. So it fills that hole that I had had. Yep. Um, which helps. It helps everything. So what about your your wife, Dennis? Do you think that she is she a believer? Has she had experiences like that or anything it's, paranormal? Well, she had the the one that I can remember yeah, the exactly, same night right, the right, same right. night that I did. Um, I don't know. I'd have to ask her. As a My, kid, maybe others have. I don't know. I'm not nothing I can. And your kids know. How many years like you've been married? 
Uh, 93. I, I, nine, 26? 26 years. 93 years? No, I thought no, you were no, the year is 93. I always have to think about that way. Like, holy shit. How well, old are well, you? Well, well, Pete's 94. Uh, it says so. How old like, is he? Exactly. And tell me your secret. Right? right? That's right. You're 93. Pete's 94. He's been married 93 years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you drink virgin blood? <laughs> and if I so, look, where do you obtain hey, said virgin? <laughs> I'd like to say I'm 93. I look great for a 93-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, you'd look great for really for any 90, age. For a 93-year-old. For, for 63, you'd look great. 63, okay, I'll take that. Because like I said, I, I've mentioned a couple of episodes when in previous podcasts about just things that I'd, I'd seen earlier. I saw a lot of other things. You know, I just did mm-hmm. a couple of the more um, prevalent ones that are in my, in my memory. But there were a lot of situations when I was a kid where I saw things. I definitely had feelings. I don't, I discount sounds other than like, pronounced footsteps i mean literally Mm -hmm. boom 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 like like somebody's walking down the hall or dragging or dragging things on in the in the attic like something was dragging a box in the attic and primarily it all circled around there were two locations you know one my was my aunt's place that she lived in which i told two stories from that place i could tell 20 from that Mm -hmm. place i could tell all the times when you know we'd be just sitting in the living room downstairs and you would hear something walking up and down in the hallway above us it was a normal occurrence it happened during the day i mean it wasn't wow. something that happened at three o'clock at night it happened in the daytime i my cousin matt and i had a, an argument and had a fight one day and my aunt and i went to my grandmother's house which is just down the street and then to let him cool off we left him there and and she finally an hour later she said why don't you go get matt and bring him back over i said okay so I went over there and knocked on the door, and he his, he must have had his hand on the doorknob because he was immediately pulling the door open, and he was wild-eyed and, and scared, and he said, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. And I was like, well, that was, wasn't the uh, response I was expecting, you know, because we had just had a fight. And, he said, and I said, like, you know what? What happened? And he said, um, as soon as you guys left, it started to walk upstairs. It was just walking back and forth, back and forth, you know, boom, 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 you know, just footsteps, heavy footsteps. I came to the door, I put my hand on the doorknob to open the door and to leave, mm-hmm. and it stopped. And so I stood there for, we said, what felt like a minute with his hand on the doorknob. And then he finally took his hand off the doorknob, went and sat back down. Boom, 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 boom. Starts walking down, the, the up and down the hallway again. That was the norm, was that this thing, whatever it was, would walk from one end. It had a really long hallway. Mm-hmm. It would walk from one end of the hallway all the way to the back, to the other side, to where the, there was a room at the very end of the hallway, and then there was a bathroom at the other end. We would walk all the way down to the room, walk all the way back to the bathroom, all the way down to the room, and just it would just do that. And as soon as he sat down, he started hearing that again. And he said, it just stopped when you knocked on the door. You know, I had just gotten up again to leave. Jeez. And that was a normal occurrence. It got to the point where it was so bad that there were three bedrooms up there. We never used them. We were always sleeping downstairs. We slept in the in the living room, the dining room downstairs. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't go upstairs at night to use the restroom. We would just let it fly out the back door if we had to pee. I mean, seriously, it was that. I can't believe you slept in the house. It man. was that bad. All right, I do, I, can, can I ask you some questions? Sure. I got. Yeah. All right. Number one, how how old was the house? How old was the house? Yeah. That, how old th- the house? Those neighborhoods were built in the mid eighteen hundreds. So um, I know my gra- my grandmother's house. They were all within. I don't know, a couple hundred feet of each other. It was just a cross street, right? It was a cross street. My grandmother lived here. My aunt lived there on the other side on this cross street. Mm-hmm. They were all doubles. So my grandmother lived in a double with my uncle, 
She okay. owned the house, and he rented the house from her, my uncle. Okay. Then my aunt lived here with a family friend lived right next door to her. So we knew all the people. They were all, those houses were built in the 1800s. My grandmother's house was pretty bad. It wasn't pretty bad, but you saw things in there as well, mm-hmm. just from the age of the house. So, um, yeah, it was that old. And as you get older, you realize, you hear stories from other people who had been in there before you and also saw things as well. Any deaths in the house or anything like that? I don't that? know that. I didn't, you know, no. haven't worked up they a... Well, sometimes, you, you know, you'll hear stories of... Well, this person said this, and you know, right. Well, there was people that previously lived there that you knew, and yeah. they had also yeah right. stuff. The girl who lived in that uh, room at the end of the hall, there was a porch that came right underneath that window. It was the front porch, so just that room was the front of the house, right? And so you could go out. She would go out of the front window, and she would sit on the porch, on the roof of the porch. Mm-hmm. And so she was sitting on the roof of the porch just looking outside, and she heard footsteps behind her, and she looked back, and she saw what she said was a little Dutch girl standing in the doorway, a girl that she considered to be Dutch just based on the way she was dressed. And, you know, she said she looked like she had, like, wooden shoes on. She said she talked to her and said, you know, hi, who are you? And the girl just kind of turned and walked away. And that girl, she dated my uncle, Chuck. And so my uncle Chuck told me about that as well. So there were stories, and that didn't come out. I didn't know that story before mm-hmm. uh, those things. I knew that story after, significantly, you know, years after the things that we saw there. Because I would just tell my Uncle Chuck, I was like, oh, my God. My cousin had moved out of the house by that point. I, was te- I would tell him, wow, that house was so bad. And his mom, my aunt, my Aunt Alice, never acknowledged it. Never. She never slept upstairs either. She had three kids, and there were three bedrooms. She always, they turned what would have been their dining room into, like, her bedroom, and she slept down there. But she never uh, acknowledged anything, and it was, it was persistent. I mean, it happened a lot. So, we, you know, there was more than once we would come home. We came home, and we heard somebody walking upstairs, and we thought initially, we thought it was robbers, you know, because they didn't live in the best neighborhood. It was a, an older neighborhood in the city, so we thought people were just upstairs. <laughs> and you didn't just, like, bolt? Either no, way. no, we were stupid, stupid ass kids. But um, <laughs> I was like, uh, well, I was thirteen. I'm outy. Yeah, I was thirteen. My cousin Mike was fourteen, and they had a pit bull. They had a a, a big dog. I mean, mm-hmm. Brittany was her name, and and she, we when we came in, we heard the steps upstairs, and you know, Mike was like, Brittany, Brittany, and the dog came out. She was under the bed on, in the in the dining room area mm-hmm. where my aunt slept. She came out from under the bed, and she was like, what's up? Ready to go. You know, and, and uh, you know, like, Pitbull's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and uh, Mike's like, let's go upstairs. What's, what's up there? Let's go. Go upstairs. Get it. And Brittany ran about halfway up the stairs, and her nails stopped. You heard her nails scrape on the wood. Mm-hmm. She turned, and she came back down the stairs. She went halfway up and came back down and went back under the bed. And so then he and I looked at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, if the dog isn't going up there. Get the leash. Because that dog, because especially that dog, if the dog knew you, the dog loved you. Mm-hmm. If the dog didn't know you, the dog was fucking scary. Yeah. The dog uh, made you think that it was going to rip your face off. It really did. So that was a kind of a wake-up call there. But we went up We went up the stairs. We went up looking to see what was up there, and there was nothing up there. No, we did not see anything in... Right. And, and, um, it just happened a lot, and my and the family friend on the other side had a lot of experiences as well. She also had experiences where she would be sleeping because she slept. So, but she would be sleeping. She she was in the front bedroom on the other side, mm-hmm. and she would be sleeping in her bedroom. And she would wake up and she would see a figure 
standing in the doorway. She didn't couldn't make it out, but she's you know she never said that she was afraid of it, but she saw it there. And uh, you know her daughter had gotten harassed at one point with a balloon, a balloon that just kind of followed her around the house. Jeez. Uh, I mean seriously, whatever room she went into, Man, the, the I room feel just kind so of followed her. Boring. I got nothing. It, you can get harassed by a balloon? No, it was it was it was a little bit worrisome. I, I don't think I could have I think I'd have been like I got to get out of here. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, well I, the only reason home. I didn't worry about it is because I I didn't live there. You know, I mm-hmm. I went down for the summers. I went and spent time with my my grandmother in the during the summers for about 4 years from 11 to maybe 14 mm-hmm. or so. And um so I didn't live there. I just lived there I could I could go to my grandmother's house whenever I wanted. It was a couple hundred feet away. Was that any better than yeah. what you said? There's well, a, you know that it, it was definitely it was definitely better. Uh, yeah. the, the the instances there were significantly less. Um, her her place just felt creepy. But but it, you're you're uh, I know it's not this wasn't uh, Ouija board stuff. But it's like you didn't feel like it was evil or I don't even know. Or? I don't even know that it acknowledged that we existed. Honestly. I don't even know that it was a, that it was conscious enough to acknowledge us. It's just doing its thing. As weird as that sounds, because I did have a situation. I had mentioned that in a in the previous podcast. The first time, the first time it happened to me was kind of the first day we were there, when I was um, I was using the restroom at the other end of the hall. We had just moved in. We were changing lights, mm-hmm. and we blew a fuse. And they and th- that place had those big, huge bulb fuses. You know, back in the old yeah. old school bulb fuses. This was mid eighties, early eighties. So they weren't things you could just get readily on a Sunday afternoon. So we just had half of the house that didn't have power. So then I was just sitting there on in the restroom, and uh, like I said, I'm going to abbreviate the story because I've already told it once. That's all good. But I was sitting there on the in the restroom, and as I'm looking down, I had to have a light shining into the into the bathroom. I was looking down, so the door was open. So I was looking down towards the the door on, on the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And right there, so I'm looking out. Here's the doorway. This doorway right here is my cousin's room. And inside his room, there's also a doorway up to the attic. So I'm sitting there, and um, I heard that door open. Heard it. Clear as the day. Heard that door click open and, and kind of as it kind of opened up a little bit. And then I saw a distortion in the light. The, the light from, the, from that room that was shining into my bathroom changed. And it was kind of like a heat shimmer look. Mm-hmm. It kind of went like that. And it was just, and it just kind of sta- stopped and, and just kind of sat right there in front of the doorway until I finally had to kind of talk to it. I was literally talking to it saying, I can see you there. It was so uncomfortable. Uh, the, the feeling was so bad. You know, it was like when somebody's looking at you and you know it. Yeah. And, um, but usually when you look at them, they look away and the feeling goes away. I was looking right at it and the feeling wasn't going away. And so... I was talking to it. I mean, I contemplated jumping out the window rather than having to go through the door because I finally got up and said, I have to, I have to leave this room. I'm coming through that door. And so I walked, I walked right through it and then sprinted. Did, did you feel anything? Oh yeah, yeah. You... I, I absolutely felt, I felt like uh, somebody had reached into my chest and was trying to pull me from the inside out. Uh, wow. That was man. the feeling I had. I felt like somebody had just kind of reached in there and was pulling at my rib cage or, you know, my lungs, whatever. Something inside, right about here, and I just sprinted down the, the hallway to where my cousins were. They were in the bedroom there, and uh, that was the first, you know, the first episode I had there. And it was probably I don't know the first or second day we were there. Wow. So um, 
very early. And then that night was the first time we heard the footsteps because then after that I ran in and ran, dropped on the cot. We had to set up a cot for me because it was my cousin Kitty's room. She was sleeping in the room. So Matt, my cousin Matt, and I were both on cots. And uh, I jumped on the cot, put the blanket over my head. It was like 10 o'clock, right? What, what 13, 14, and 15-year-olds are going to sleep at 10 o'clock? But I put that over my head. I just kind of lay in there. And she's like, what happened? I said, nothing. <laughs> and then the next thing I remember, the next thing I remember, she's putting her hand on me saying, Pete, Pete, there's, there's motion out. There's somebody outside. It had been hours. I had fallen asleep, like immediately. Like I said to them on the previous podcast, I don't know what happened. If, if it's almost like, it's almost like it had something pulled out. something yeah. from me. I ran into that room. I dropped onto that cot. I pulled the curtain over and I was out. I mean, I had fallen asleep and it was hours later. It was like two or three in the morning at that point when she finally woke me up again and said, there's something walking outside the door. So that was so surreal to me. I, I mean, I thought about that obviously a lot. I've said this story multiple times, mm-hmm. even here, but man, that really you know, you talk about things you think about through history and you think about as, as time goes by and what was that situation? What happened there? But that was just the beginning. So, um, I mean, that that was when it started there for me. I mean, I would had other things before that when I was a, a, a younger child, my mom and I lived in a, in an apartment and besides the fact of the time that I felt like I had been touched, there was every night in that apartment, I heard something coming up the stairs. I heard the footsteps on the stairs coming up into this upstairs room and I would yell for my mom every mm-hmm. every night I would yell for her uh, and, and they would start to put the light on in the hallway I was nine maybe I was nine I was not a little child um, and hell when I was nine I was five 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 six I was a big kid at nine mm-hmm. and but every night I heard something it was on carpet so you could kind of feel the you could it's like if somebody had socked feet walking upstairs on carpet you you hear it you can tell it's coming. And, um, I mean, I would yell out to them and she would come out and look at me and, uh, she had just started dating what would have been my first stepfather at that point. I was, it was maybe, well, maybe I was like eight, uh, cause I was, I was younger when they got married and he would be aggravated and she would be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm hearing something come up the stairs and they finally would turn, they would turn the light on and it didn't matter. I heard, I still continued to hear it, but who knows? Maybe that's just my, my imagination. I don't know. Right. But I heard it a lot there and I haven't, I don't hear it every other night. I don't hear it now. So it's like if you hear it that one spot, it has to be real, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, would, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I mean, yeah, if you think, if you said yeah, it was, you know, I mean, why not? And I know I had a Superman. It was a puzzle of some kind. Back in the day, they made these little things. They were, you would, they were like models. You know, you would glue them together, but they were like, was, this one was Superman breaking through a wall. And it was little pieces that I had had to put together and glue together. Uh, and it was just kind of this freestanding little thing. And I loved it. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. And I, was, I remember I was sleeping one night, and I heard a big crash, and I looked off. It was on my dresser. I looked up, and I looked down, and it was on the floor, and it was broken. And, and there was no reason for it to have fallen off the dresser on its own. So it was just like, man, that, and that was the same place that, that I felt like I'd been touched. So it was just like, what the, you know, all those things just kind of 
when I was much younger there. Mm-hmm. But I was more just pissed off then because I really loved that Superman. I loved it. He's pissed. I get pissed off. Ghost. Uh, he's got a ghost in his house or well, something. Well, now it's broken, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't fix no, it. No, I, I get that it. part of it. I'm just I'd be like, what the hell, man? I'd be out of there. Yeah, I don't, well. It's like I had, Amityville. I, I had no choice. Go? I had no You're choice. I was, yeah, I was no, six, I know, seven, eight. So like, get out. All right, I was just leaving. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to get out. <laughs> yeah. And I know Christina had mentioned previously, she had, she's had some, a bunch of stuff yeah. in previous things. I so know. it was just interesting to kind of see what, what your story yeah. was. That, those are the only things that, that come to mind. But that, yeah, that this, the, the force and the, and the uh, Ouija story, that's it. I've yeah. had something like that happen with, or I couldn't move, except I actually saw a, like a black figure. Not, I don't even know if it was like a figure. Like, a, like some, a black presence something, or yeah, something? Yeah, I was taking a nap. At, and this is weird, too, because there would be no reason. I mean, she just built this condo at my sister's house, and she was at work. And I took was taking a nap in her bedroom, and I was laying a weird angle on the bed, like the head of the bed or the door where you could look out, and the head of the bed you couldn't see if you were at the head of the bed. You couldn't see out the door mm-hmm. into the hallway. So for some reason I had moved myself so that I could see the door. I guess I was waiting for her to come home or something. So I was sleeping at a weird angle, and I was thought I was dreaming and I just like saw this figure moving up the stairs Mm. and into the room and then just I couldn't get up I was trying to I thought I thought I was awake but I didn't I don't know and then I woke up and then I was awake and I could move but I thought I was awake before it was weird it was like I I don't know what happened but then I like told him oh it's probably just sleep paralysis like oh that's a thing okay I was like 17 at the time right yeah I don't know so that was and there's there's nothing in there. I mean, it was like a brand new house. There's yeah. no reason. No history. No. Or anything like I that. I don't know. I think that was just my Same crazy with my mom's brain. house, by the way. It, uh, this, these things happened to me in like 1987, 88, whatever. The, the, the Ouija story and the other. And my mom's house was built in like 1986. So it's not. But you know, uh, we've, we've already talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, the know, land, know, right? It's the land. And what was there first? Or what's there still that maybe you've built on top of? Yeah, true. You know? But there is a there is a um a cemetery across the street. Mm-hmm. Well, there, so. you go. there you well, go. And then tie it all back to the cemetery. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even cross my mind until I just I, mean, I just thought of that. That's pretty. That house we lived in was built in the 30s or the 50s or whatever, but still saw the soldier from the Civil right, War. Right, that was from the Civil War camp. Yeah, exactly. So there was a Civil War camp on the grounds of where her house was built previously. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, I, mean, I really think it's the ground. You know, you build something on top of the ground, it's it's still there. You've just put walls around it, you know, and, and now it's, you know, I'm not necessarily say it's trapped. Maybe it's not trapped. Maybe it just moves in around in around the area, and in your place is one of those places mm-hmm. it moves. Right. You know what? I do I do have to say that if that's the case, if, like, where you die is where you got to kind of hang out, that's kind of shitty. Well, maybe that was just the most impactful place for that particular person at that time. Maybe, you know, it's in his case. No, all right, you're dead. You have like, uh, you can go 25 feet that way and 25 feet that way, but not outside this. So there's a lot of people hanging out in the hospital is what you're saying. That's, no, actually. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I totally felt creepy. I had to spend, um, because I was on bed rest with Sam and I was like hospital bed rest mm-hmm. and, um. Man, there would be some nights in that hospital that was just 
my door would creak open. I would I would think a nurse was walking down the hall or whatever because I would hear it or see it. All kinds of weird stuff like that. And there was no, ever nobody really? there. Sometimes I would actually get out of the bed to go look even though I wasn't supposed to. I'm like, there was somebody like standing right there a second ago. I can but, believe it. Yeah, no. It, and, it, and like I would get creepy feeling all like I'd be sound asleep. And I always played music to the belly. So you could faintly hear like my music. And then I'd like my door would it was just crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, how do you th- how can you rationally think? And, and right. That when so many people have lost their life force there. Yeah, exactly. That there isn't just re- residual. It doesn't mean that all of them stay. But mm-hmm. let's say 10% of the thousand yeah. stay. Oh yeah. Now you have 100 yeah. souls rolling around. Maybe they're not ready to go. Yeah, I I have a hard time believing that if I died uh, suddenly in a hospital, that I would leave right away. And it's a, I, I do. I have a hard time yeah. believing that because I'd be so pissed. And I'd then be the, so pissed. And then what if, if somebody's born when somebody dies, a soul transfer? I don't know. Maybe yeah. who, who knows? Maybe you're waiting Maybe around. Maybe that person is literally the next one in line, and you're and you're roaming until that baby's born. And, and then, then boom, and you're that baby. They're definitely roaming on that floor. I'll tell you. Exactly. I don't right? know because we just don't know. You know. I mean. Yeah, there would be nights that, like, I never felt how I felt in my house because I knew there was a spirit there, but I would be dead asleep, and then I'd wake up, and I'd be like, it would just feel like there was somebody in the room with me. I'm like, what the hell? This is so weird because there's so much going on. I mean, you could hear, like, real people down the hall. You knew you could hear the difference. I think any place that has that much trauma, that much Yeah, I could just even that kind of energy. Just that kind of energy. I mean, just... It can't. It can't all escape. I mean, it doesn't all. I can't imagine that it all goes away. Yeah, you have There's life that goes away, be, and you have life that comes. Yes, and, you know, it's man. I mean, those got to be almost like swirling uh-huh. vortexes. I mean, I would. I would love to be able to see. You know, some people they say can see aura or can see color or can see. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some kind of ocular sensation where they can. They can literally see. I would love to take a look at. The, uh, a hospital in different areas of the hospital. What does the ER look like I mean, versus in, what does the maternity ward right, yeah, look that was like? like mm-hmm. That was like a special, and that was actually a new build too. The section I was in, remember, it was mm-hmm. like a new section they had built, so it wasn't even like it was old. Need to get a uh, like a maybe a long tenured nurse in here. Oh, I'd love and that. Talk to yeah. Them, yeah. Talk, I talk to them about that. That would be interesting to see what they what how they felt about it. I any sure feeling they've on that. tons of people who passed. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I can almost guarantee that. Held their hands. I, that would be that would be a neat episode. Yeah. Getting, getting somebody in there who's spent a lot of time um, working in a hospital. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need to find somebody. I need to find a, a a long-term nurse. I'm sure they can just have have stories, right? Oh, you got it. You got to know it. So what do you all think? Uh, Dennis gave us some further uh, support. The Ouija board is not something to trifle with. It's not something to mess with. He did have what I think was not necessarily a negative experience, though it was more, uh, I think it was actually more of a bonding experience than anything else. I think you and your buddies and, and your buddy's cousin kind of had a shared experience there. That's that's not necessarily negative, but uh, I still don't like it. And I'll always invite all of you to give me any feedback that you have, whether it be about cemeteries, one, we're talking back to Carol's story. Do you think that a cemetery is necessarily has to be haunted just because that's where the bodies are finally resting? Or is it more about where the energy escapes, where the energy is forced out of you? And and then under the circumstances that it's that it leaves. I mean, again, if, if it's something that's peaceful and you knew it was coming and, and you had made peace with that, I would assume that's a completely different scenario than something that happens suddenly and unexpectedly. 
This episode of the Premier On Podcast is brought to you today by Zendozone Citronella Burners from J.T. Eaton. They're shaped like fearless little tiki gods, and let Surf and Stan, Hawaiian Howie, and Luau Lily bring the islands to your backyard with Zendozone's Citronella Burners. Zendozone's uses natural 3% citronella candles and incense cones, perfect for patios, decks, backyards, campsites, poolside, and more. You can enjoy the outdoors again. And they are available now on Amazon and at Ace Hardware, and you can collect them all today. If you have any questions on that, or if you have any feedback and you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us a number of different ways. You can contact us through email on the Prove Me Wrong podcast at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Facebook. We have a Facebook Prove Me Wrong page. We also can contact us on Instagram. If you just want to hear the content that we provide, uh, we uh, can be found on the podcast app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, really anywhere that you find podcasts, you can find the Prove Me Wrong podcast. And drop us a line. If, uh, if it's something that's interesting, we'll read your story on the air, just like we did today with Carol for Christina, Dennis, and I. This has been the Prove Me Wrong podcast, Paranormal Edition, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.